0: Now it's time for Life Speaks with Michelle Zirkel Markham on the air. this is michelle zirkle your host for life speaks here on the air have you ever ventured off track taken the wrong road and wondered where in the world you were that dead-end road in the middle of the night can be scary and i've taken many myself one not too long ago when i was heading to moundsville to the palace of gold i realized that i have inside of me an internal navigation system that will not lead me astray it's more dependable than any GPS ever created. This is Michelle Zirkel. I'll be right back with Life ah! So this weekend, I was on a trip to Charlottesville, Virginia, and it was very late at night as I headed down the road, 64 West, and going about 75 miles an hour in front of me, about 40 feet, there was the image of what appeared to be a tree, It happened so fast that I I can't swear to you what exactly I saw other than it was the shape of a tree. However, what happened after that did not make any sense to me at all. So 75 miles an hour, 40 feet in front of me, a partially moonlit night and on the interstate. And I did not even tap my brakes. There was some traffic out, but I did not even look in the rear view mirror to see if anyone was possibly uh, in the passing lane. I was in the slow lane. And this tree came completely out to the middle of where the, the yellow line is in the middle of the road. And I can tell that I, I, there was no way I was not going to at least hit some part of this tree. I did move my steering wheel to the left a bit. That's all I did. I, I thought in, in that split second, you can have a million thoughts. And anyone who's been in an accident knows exactly what I'm talking about. So much happens. Time slows down when you're in a situation like that. And that's what happened to me. So I thought at least I won't hit this thing head on. I moved my steering wheel. I did not jerk my steering wheel. I moved it. I went over into the passing lane, some, I don't even believe I was completely over in that lane at all, and totally expected to hear scratching down the right side of my car. I heard nothing. There was not the slightest bump, the slightest scratch, nothing. Only thing I could hear was my brain trying to figure out what happened. And I still don't know, other than I didn't hit anything. And I did not turn around. I did not pull over. I just kept going. And this was after midnight. I was, I was a little shaken up, but I was more bum than I was shaken up because it really didn't make any sense how I possibly couldn't have least have hit some part of that tree. Going as fast as I was going and with this tree so close in front of me. It was literally, I'm estimating 40 feet. I'm pretty bad with with measurements. But I just can tell you that the slightest, slightest decision, the slightest um alternate route that you take, one decision can change your life. Had I not moved the wheel, I'm assuming I maybe would have hit it head on. But then again, if I was going to hit it head on, you would have thought, that I would have at least hit part of it. So was it really not there? I mean, I know I saw something. Was it an image of a tree? Was it in a parallel universe? Maybe maybe I live in a parallel universe. Um, And actually, I think possibly we all do. But the point of my show this week is that our decisions, no matter how slight they may seem at the time, one small choice, What we think is insignificant at the time can be huge in determining our route. It's like if you were in a helicopter looking down at, say, a winding road and someone's on a bicycle, and you see that they're going to their destination, which may be a house down the shore. Well, if you're looking at that bicycle and you see all those curves all the way you can tell that they're going to get there, but there are some curves right in front of them. It, You can see the whole path, but when you're on the bicycle, you only see that one next curve, and you, you can't see all of the curves in the road. So it can even appear straighter than it seems when you're on it. From the air, it can appear straighter. It can appear to be more of a straight line than when you're on the bicycle because on the bicycle, you're actually turn, turn, turn. You're turning the steering wheel and you seem to be in an endless uh, round of circles or of, of turns. You're constantly doing it. But when you're in the air, it looks a little straighter, my perception of what you can do with your mind when you step outside of that that small minded I guess a closed in view of where you're actually on this bicycle if you step out of that and look down look at your life you can look at it a little more objectively and see the bigger picture this is Michelle Zirkle I'll be right back Making Decisions doesn't just involve your mind and your analytical skills, it involves your heart as well and sometimes we neglect that when we're trying to make a decision based solely on what seems to be the correct answer or we make our to-do list our, our pros and cons list, I should say of what is positive about the situation or what is negative, but that leaves out the heart. And sometimes we need to add that back in to make a decision that is life enhancing for us. We don't always expect our cars to respond within seconds, obviously to instantaneously avoid some imminent danger ahead like a tree and me the other night but sometimes divine intervention is present and we, we don't know it. So I don't know if there was divine intervention in what happened to me for sure. But I do know the feeling I got when I didn't hit that tree or even bump or scratch that tree. <laughs> that tree didn't scratch my car. I know how it felt when I whizzed by it or through it or whatever happened. And it felt extremely strange. Like I was trying to put together a puzzle piece that just did not quite make sense to me. And these divine interventions happen to us often. We just don't... We don't always understand them. We don't always recognize them. But when we do, we realize how much one single moment can change our lives. Had I hit that tree head-on... Had a car been coming, had any number of things happened differently, I could have been hurt or killed. And of course, we all take that chance every day, just walking down the street and especially in vehicles with the traffic, the way that it is in larger cities. But we don't stop to think about every little thing that happens to us. And we shouldn't always think about it. Sometimes we need to just... Just go with our feeling and listen to our intuition. And my intuition that day told me, turn the wheel. I turned it and it worked out fine for me that day. Awareness. Awareness of your intuition can provide opportunity for change. Whether that change is growing or regressing... Change is going to happen, whether we want it to or not. And if we pay attention to what seems like sometimes an insignificant choice, just in our everyday lives, we can alter dramatically, just like the slightest turn of the wheel can alter dramatically, your destination, your path. We talk about a path a lot and our journey here on earth and how we're all on this journey and we're all on our individual journeys together. (laughs) And it's kind of an oxymoron, but we really are all in this together and we are also experiencing life individually as well. So how do we live every moment to the fullest while we're here and grab those opportunities that we can and make choices that are life-enhancing for us, and allow us to fully express ourselves and our desires without being reckless, without just no regard for the consequences. How can we do that? Well, I say we can do that by being brave enough to dismiss those people who would want to judge us, the judgmental opinions of others. Just let them go out the window. Let them fly with the breeze. Open up that skylight baby on that car and just let it go. Express your ideas in unconventional ways. Don't be afraid to be different. Instantly recognize when something doesn't feel right. Recognize when you're in a situation and you know that you're getting ready to say something Or to do something that you know just does not feel right to you. It's something you shouldn't say that you're going to regret later. It's something you're going to do that you know is not the right thing for you to do. And when we go against the grain of ourselves, we can go against the grain of society. We can do things that aren't necessarily um kosher or society approved has no mom approved stamp on it but if we go against what is ingrained in our authentic soul if we go against our very nature then we are we are selling out we're basically creating mutiny within ourselves and that is a horrible feeling and it isn't going to increase your happiness. So we need to recognize that instant, that gut reaction that says, ooh, this isn't right. You may even have a sick feeling to your stomach. You may feel a a twinge of pain in an area on your body that there's really nothing wrong with. You know, your shoulder hurts, or you may feel stabbed in the back, literally, from From a choice that you're getting ready to make that you know is not the right one. And when we recognize that inner sage that lives inside of all of us, we can make much better decisions, much, much better choices that's true and keeping true to our very nature. This is Michelle Zirkle. I'll be right back. So I've found that i regret less and i feel more peace when i truly live what i call my truth when i make decisions that are best for me without intentionally trying to hurt anyone else when i do that i'm actually present in the moment when my my consciousness is present in the moment and I'm fully able to focus on what I'm doing and not living in the past or rethinking something that happened in the past or even planning the future. I'm just in the moment on whatever task is before me, whatever decision is right in front of me when I am focused on the conversation that I'm in, for instance, or if I'm just thoroughly breathing in the salty sea breeze while I'm sitting on the beach. Maybe I'm actually eating a succulent salmon dish and I'm enjoying the taste of it. Whatever I'm doing in the moment, I'm truly experiencing it When my thoughts and my actions are cognizant of that moment and that moment alone. Because there's power in the present. Our power lies only in the present. So we can make much better decisions in the present. Not living in the past not just planning for the future. So two things that can help us to make better decisions. The first thing is definitely keep your awareness on the present moment. And the second thing is to listen to that inner voice, that inner sage that tells you this is feeling good and it's right or it's not feeling good and it's wrong for you. The past and the future have no power over us if we aren't in those moments. The past only has, can wield power over us if we are living in the past. The future can only have power over us if we're Worried or so distracted by planning for it that we're not fully present in the moment we're actually in right now. Wherever your consciousness is, what I'm saying is that that is where you are living. Where your consciousness is, is where you are living. And where you are living is where you will find. The power, And yes, you do need power. You need power to create and to build and to avoid things that you need to avoid, like trees in the road. <laughs> and I'm fortunate that I was actually living in that moment and cognizant of the fact that the tree was there and... I did what just came naturally to me, which was to, to swerve, but I, I, I wouldn't even really call it a swerve. I, I, I did move the wheel, but I still am amazed. As you can tell, I'm, I'm still amazed at, uh, how that went down for me. Sometimes the path we're on, we need to steer off of. Sometimes we need to just totally divert off of the road we're on into a completely alternative highway and you have that ability at your fingertips, literally when you're in a car and you have that ability figuratively when you are in your zone when you are in the present moment you have the ability to change course anytime that you feel that the course that you're on is not the best one for you Just remember that the decision to alter your path is basically your desire to change your reality. Your desire to change your scenery. Maybe you're tired of the countryside you're looking at as you're going on your path. Maybe you're tired of the skyline of the city. Whatever the scenery is... Surrounding you that you are tired of. You have the ability to live your passion, to change the direction of your life, but you have to trust your internal navigation system. You do have one. We were all born with a God-given ability to recognize danger when it's present that's why we have what is called fight or flight, reaction or response. A reaction, of course, is something that happens knee-jerk, quickly. It's it's ingrained. It's a hab- habitual um, a habitual reaction. But a response is more determined and planned and thought through. And you're going to know what you need to do. You're, sometimes a reaction is necessary. Um, my, in the car, I would have to say, when I saw that tree, my reaction to that was that I turned the wheel. My, I, I didn't have a necessarily a response to that in that I didn't have time to... S- analyze and plan and really choose what I was going to do, but I went with my gut. So your gut will not lie to you. I have been practicing uh, and training in energy work and learning how to help people heal with energies such as Reiki healing. You may have heard of it. It's spelled R-E-I-K-I, if you'd like to look that up. It's more popular and prevalent in the cities uh, than it is in rural places, but it is becoming more popular. And there are many other healing modalities as well, we would call under the umbrella term of energy healing. And as I have learned many techniques to help people with the energy, I've realized how the body is so so much more intelligent than just our brain when when we feel certain responses, I mentioned earlier, the stab in the back, you may be you may hear a friend or a coworker talking about something, and you may feel a stab in the back even when they're not talking directly about you but you find out later that one of them did something, that was your body's... It actually can have a physical... You can have a physical response to a situation like that. Your body is very indicative of what's going on on a different plane, on a different realm of reality than just the physical. So that's where your intuition comes in. When you say your your why did you why did you do what you did? Because my gut told me to. Your gut is your intuition. Your gut is the solar plexus, which is the seat of your soul. You can do more research on that if you'd like and learn more about where your soul sits and how that functions. That is your solar plexus chakra, and that is where your will is located. Your chakras extend out in the front and also in the front of you from inside, of course, and also out the back. They look similar to a funnel, which would be like a funnel of, of light, of energy. They do have certain colors. And some people actually see the colors, some people more sense the colors, and they are also able to be seen on certain photography. Uh, One of them is Carillion photography. So, these chakras, especially your solar plexus plexus chakra, which the color of is yellow, is responsible for your motivation. It's your it's your will to do things and of course to survive and you think when you think about the fact that a baby's umbilical cord comes there to that center that is where the baby is totally dependent on the mother to provide nutrition to that area through the umbilical cord to the belly button which sits right below the solar plexus chakra. So, as you, as I have studied the body and as you learn more about the areas of your body that can actually have physical reactions to mental or spiritual topics, you will start seeing the correlation. Uh, sometimes I would... I'll see people rub their neck when they're talking about somebody that they don't like who is actually a pain in their neck. Yes. Um, Notice where the hands go because some people will be talking about something that's really coarse or not pleasant to hear and they'll rub their neck. Now, some people do this also when they're nervous they'll rub their neck or really pretty much there's many habits that people people have that are idiosyncratic idiosyncrasies to them. However this oftentimes corresponds with your intuition which your intuition is your third eye which is basically right between your eyebrows just a little bit little bit further north but right in the middle of your forehead, which is called the pineal gland. And that is the chakra of, it's an indigo color, and it is where your intuition lies. That's why I suggest not drinking fluoride, because there is no reason for you to drink fluoride. Fluoride in the water calcifies your pineal gland. Next week on Life Speaks, I'll be talking about ways that you can clear your chakras to be more intuitive, to be more in tune to the energies around you and to yourself and to be able to make clearer decisions, ones that are going to benefit you and Ones that you're going to be able to live with, hopefully better than ones that are made out of uh, just a reaction or a um, an, an anger or a pain or a fear. Those type of decisions that are made in those situations usually they don't last very long. We realize that we we needed to make a different decision. Or we just stay miserable in the in the decision we feel we're stuck in. So getting stuck is no fun. Uh, hitting trees in the middle of the road, that's no fun either. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was able to avoid that. This is Michelle Zirkle, and I hope that you're enjoying Life Speaks. I will be touring this summer because I'm off officially here next week. And I will be able to do more of the workshops that I'm doing with the Reiki healing and meditations. I led one last week, and I had a very, very interesting uh, event. I always learn more and take away more from the workshops I, than I possibly could hope for. And I am very honored to share the skills that I've learned that have helped me to deal with relationships that are tricky at best and to help other people to learn how to to deal with relationships in their lives and to just live a more, a more full life, a happier life. And that is facilitated by me leading meditations as well as the Reiki Healing, and I, I've been doing those uh, functions for some time now, and I'm really enjoying the, the people, the communities are wonderful, and I'm very excited to be this summer doing uh, a tour and getting out there. I love to travel and just going around and, and helping and learning myself, because I always learn uh, as well as teach when I'm out and, and doing my thing, <laughs> so to speak, if you're going to be in Columbus anytime at the end of June, let's see, June the 22nd, I'll be back at the Columbus Salt Cave. It's called Tranquility Salt Cave, and it's located near the Polaris Mall in Columbus, Ohio, and the event there will be called Meet Your Angels and Guides. And I will be leading you through a meditation as well as working the Reiki healing as well. I hope to see some of you out. And again, have a wonderful evening.